Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. What is up? My name is Evan Singler. I'm Eddie Ernst. And this is the PTA Tapes, a podcast where we go, tell them, Eddie. Behind the scenes of physical therapy. That is right. Behind the scenes of physical therapy. We want to talk to people about their story, what makes them different, and how others can channel their difference to also be successful. So, play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? What's next? Play it! Welcome back to the PTA Tapes. We have part two of our interview with Cody Phillips. Uh, On this section, we talk about PTAs performing manipulations and uh, being clinic directors or clinic owners uh, and whether or not we agree with some state laws that don't allow PTAs to do those. Uh, Spoiler alert, we don't agree with state laws that don't allow PTAs to uh, do manipulations or be clinic directors or owners. So without further ado, here's part two. PTAs and joint mobilizations slash manipulations. Uh, Say say the scary M word, manipulation. 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 Uh, So varies on the state. Uh, Mm -hmm. It doesn't explicitly state yes or no to whether PTAs uh, can perform joint manipulations. Um, In your experience, in your opinion, uh, are PTAs with requisite uh training so even for me out of school straight out of school probably not uh obviously joint mobs one two and three four if your school taught you it yeah but that kind of grade five uh hvlat or the you know the joint manipulations um if a pta goes and takes a course on it should they be able to to do it in the clinic um so that is a very very touchy subject and i'll do my best not to offend too many people but So manual skills are important in this manual-based field. Um, I do feel that – I don't necessarily think that PTAs lack the education so much as – at least when I was going through school, it was like everyone was scared. They would not – they. They would not talk to us about it. They would not teach us about this stuff. Like they were afraid to be the one that provided them with the knowledge. I mean, but when you look at the, when you break down the studies and you actually look at the, the, the physical physicality of what you're actually doing, the, the technique itself is no more. I mean, you're more likely to injure someone doing, you know, stretching a, a rotator cuff than mm-hmm. you are doing a manipulation. Uh, it's all about understanding the screening process. And I mean, we'll, we spend plenty of time teaching, you know, the screening process for using any other intervention. Um, and it would be just as easy to teach this intervention in terms of, you know, what to look for when deciding whether or not you should perform it. Um, I think the manual skills of a new grad PTA are, are oftentimes just as awful as a, the manual skills of a new grad PT. I mean, yeah. you're, until you've done it enough, you're not going to be yeah. good at it. Now, I don't think you're going to snap anybody's neck and I don't think you're going to paralyze anybody if you are using the proper screening process to identify if the patient is, you know, a good candidate for that intervention. But if if I'm taking a healthy spine, I can 
within reason, I can, you know, practice all I want without, you know, causing anything, you know, life threatening. Yeah. Uh, at the same token, I mean, we had a conversation about it. I told you that, you know, you can go to like out in Asia and the Thailand and whatnot and barbers are snapping necks and cashing checks. Like they're just going yeah. crazy with it, but you don't have this, you don't, you can't check the news and see that there's just like such a, a high level of, you know, vertebral artery dissection and whatnot going on in Thailand due to all these barbers perform manipulations. Um, and they are doing no screening. They're doing no testing. They're not even <laughs> asking you a, a single question. They're just like, Oh, how's your hair look? Cool. Whack, whack. <laughs> like, Whoa. What was that about? Um, so no, it's, it's a relatively, it's a relatively safe technique. Um, again, it's, it's no more or less dangerous than any other intervention that you would use on someone that's not a candidate for it. I mean, if I'm, if I'm, if I spend some time thinking about it and chatting about it, yeah, that, that's, that's really where it's at with it. And it's, I think it's doing a disservice, um, to the field to try and hold back a PTA from being just what that is, you know, the assistant to the therapist, like mm -hmm. MDs love their PAs cause they can, they can do everything they can do. Like they, they're not doing any evaluations, but an MD can, you know, do that, you know, perform the surgery. And then every other visit after that, you're, you're meeting with the PA cause the PA has been trained by them and the doc knows them and trusts them and ensures that, they're not seeing patients unless they're hundred percent sure that they're going to pick up on the things they need to pick up on and yep. see when things are going awry. And, you know, the, uh, I think some of the, some of those out there that are trying to hold back the, the PTA scope of practice are doing themselves a disservice because yeah. the only person that suffers are the patients. Cause I mean, if you work in a clinic where, you know, manual therapy is a heavy portion of what y'all do, you know, PCA ain't going to be very helpful to you if you're not going to let them do everything that you're doing to the patient. So those are my two cents. I mean, yeah, I've no, been, I've been doing manipulation for years now and I've are certainly, anybody's uh, vertebral artery? I have not, uh, no one has died uh, as a result of me no one has died on me period but <laughs> especially from you know snapping necks or anything you know? yeah yeah you know, I, I definitely I, I take the time to do a good screening process like if i have a family member ask me to help them out like i'm i know this person i'm still doing my screen like i'm not just gonna oh, yeah. you know walk up and crack necks willy-nilly and, and i don't do it if i don't have to like there's just like with any other exercise there's there's a time and a place and sometimes they have no other outliers other than, or no other reasoning for not getting them in it other than I just feel like it might be too aggressive for them. And mm -hmm. I've, I've had that where I have a patient and I'm like, man, if I could just, if I could blow up that spine, it would <laughs> it'd move so much better. They'd be so happy, but I know they wouldn't be because you know how they would respond to it. So I've, I've had a patient where it's, you know, we're going to do a little, you know, nice, nice, nice to you today. Just do a little mobilization, just kind of move you around a little bit, show you how to do it on your own at home. Just get the joint juiced up a little bit, come out the next time, do a little more mobilization. Uh, you may get a few 
uh, spontaneous cavitations, but that's okay. We're just moving around. And then they come in and be like, okay, today I want to try something a little more aggressive. And there, there are varying levels of, you know, there are different manips that have varying degrees of like intensity with their performance. So I can do nice versions, work my way up to the things that just, you know, blow things up and get things moving. And you know, it's about knowing, knowing your patient, knowing your skill level and knowing, you know, when, when it's appropriate to utilize that, that treatment. Yeah, um, I will say first that, that I took a, 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 a cervical manipu- no, cervical management uh, course with Ice Physio and, and Jeff Moore. And if there's one thing I love about uh, manipulations, it's all the different. I don't, I don't know if it's metaphors or or sayings or whatever that people use for for doing the manipulation. Like you just use blow up that spine, um, blow it up. Jeff used to smoke it. He's like, tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna smoke these T spines, man. It's gonna be great. And I just I love like I just love the different terms that people use for it. Um, but yeah, I'm, if I'm not mis- mistaken for for vertebral dissection, um, so like if somebody gets into an MBA or falls and hits their head, um, it's like a, a one week or two week time frame. That's like the highest uh, highest risk of of dissecting it if, if you do a manipulation on there if i'm not correct or if i'm not mistaken so with a vertebral artery uh if you're doing a true like there's a difference between a grade five mobilization and hvlat two i'm not i'm not taking you to in range then wrenching yeah. forward which is what a grade five is um i'm doing i'm creating a false barrier by placing different uh vectors of force upon a joint um, so that when I thrust through that barrier, I know that it's a false barrier and it, I don't break anything going through. I mean, I think when it comes, let's see if I'm not mistaken, what will place more stress on the vertebral artery is actually just a full head rotation to the yeah. left or right. Like that's more stress upon it than anything else that I'm going to do with the manip, uh, so I mean, you, you are you are doing more damage testing range of motion than you are simply doing the technique itself. Uh, and if you want to watch any artery, I mean, it's it's like the internal carotid arteries it places way more stress on them than it would be the vertebral arteries. Yeah, and what's interesting about that too is, um, so I presented a kind of in pre in service kind of thing to my class. Uh, as a project before we went on all, all went on clinicals, we had to do it. Um, and I did mine on cervical manipulation and I found a, a couple of different studies where they looked at uh, total cerebral blood flow, something like that um, with end range rotation in an MRI. And they found that in um, either direction, full range rotation that um, although it did place stress and on the ipsilateral side, uh, don't quote me on that. Um, overall blood flow to the brain didn't change because all the other arteries and veins were all compensating for whatever vein was or artery is being stressed. And there's no, uh, there was no difference in the total cerebral blood flow, even at end range. So even at that point where we're at, where we are placing the most stress on, on the arteries, we're still not interrupting blood flow. Um, just for, for everybody listening, if you if you haven't taken a course or, or don't know too much about it, when when Cody's talking about levers, we're talking about creating kind of false endpoints. Um, so if you turn your head all the way to the right, and I'm going to take this because 
Cody taught us this last time, and I want to take it this time, see if I explain it correctly. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right, pop quiz. Let's see it. Let's see it. All right. If you turn your head all the way to the right, so full and range rotation to the right or left, your choice. So you see how far you can turn there. Now, go back to the middle. Now, look. Oh, fuck. Hold on. Ooh, the do pressure's you, on. Yeah, the pressure's listeners on. Okay. Hear. Do you, uh, left side bend. So take your left ear to your shoulder and then try to rotate your head to the right. So basically like a torticollis stretch SEM. You, it, it, and see how much rotation you have there. When you do that side bend and rotation, you have significantly less uh, cervical rotation than you do if you're in neutral and then go to rotation. So that's that false end range or those levers that we're creating to kind of create that false end range that people use when they do that cervical manipulation. Did I hit that correctly? Yeah, man, man I'm such a good teacher. I'm so smart. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that, I mean, that, that's, that's it. That's the, that is a, that's using levers to create a false barrier so that you can get the, the therapeutic effects of a manipulation, which, you know, it improves, it improves the, the full motion of the spine. It, it stimulates um, endogenous opioids within the body to start getting produced and reduces pain. And you can look up study after study about, there's a lot of them that has like, a uh, study of cervical manipulation and the management of shoulder pain. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a really good one. I forget who wrote it and what year, but that's one that is uh, a good one to read. But they talk about, uh, you know, the different natural opiopeptides that the body re produces from a manipulation, uh, whether cervical, thoracic, lumbar. Uh, so on top of kind of having them, stimulating mechanoreceptors to reduce pain in the area. We're also just blocking the body's ability to perceive that pain um, by releasing those opiopeptides. And I, it's like a control alt delete for the muscle tone. So if I got <laughs> hypersonicity, I could you know, a little poppy cracky and wham, bam, like muscle tone is reduced. Like that, that whole like pain spasm, I, I can reduce that severely and, you know, get a patient moving in motion, you know, motions, the, the lotion that lubricates the joints. And if they can't move, you know, what good is it? So I, I'll give them that, that up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, start <laughs> that, that cheat code to, to boost what's going on. Like, why not? I just dated myself right there. Oh no. That's, that's mean, what that five or six years will do. On, uh, that's uh that was a cheat code on uh GameCube. I had a I had a choice between a GameCube, PS2, and an Xbox, and I stupidly chose a GameCube. Uh, dude, don't don't speak ill of the GameCube, my dude. I mean, it was great, was but like the level of like games that came out between PlayStation, GameCube, and Xbox, like Xbox and PS2 definitely had had them on there. I mean, I didn't regret. I, mean, I kind of regretted it, but like if I had to go back, I definitely would have chose Xbox or, or PlayStation. Um, but that was on my Nickelodeon games, man. The Nickelodeon's Battle Royale. That was a uh, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. For for those back listening. to therapy. Back to back therapy. To therapy. <laughs> yeah. Back to therapy. Muscle tone. Uh, Manips. They do good for reducing that. It's awesome. Yeah. Carry yeah. on. So I I really like it. Um, I I like I said I took the course and you know I haven't done it since. 
uh, because the states that I'm in and have done my clinicals in, it, it, it hasn't been allowed. But I, I can think of many patients that would have benefited from, you know, me being able to do it. And I was able to luckily call in uh, my CI, who was a PT, and well, I don't, don't want to say call in like I was ordering him around, but ask nicely for him to perform the manipulations for me. Uh, uh, excuse me, PT. Uh, we should be a doll and come over here. Um, or perform the mobilizations, whatever they're allowed to call them out there um, on patients. That way, if we can kind of get that pain relief, get that stiffness down and everything. But yeah, this is one thing I, I'm pretty pretty passionate on. Um, I wish I could have gone to the last uh, AOMPT conference in, I think it was in Reno, and they had a, a session specifically on talking about PTAs doing manipulations and, you know, my money would be on less than three PTAs being at that discussion to, to talk about that. And uh, again, I kind of went on a little tirade on, on Twitter about it. Um, didn't get a response. I from remember them. that. I remember that tirade. Um, anywho. Yes. Yeah, uh, I thought about going is, to that. I, I didn't know about it until too late. I would have liked to have been there. I would, I would have totally, late. It's never too late. <laughs> the patients on my schedule would uh, would disagree with you, sir. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe we maybe you should hit that up. Bring out bring out Key too, because I know he likes it. He's a fan. Yeah. Go out there and we'll just be like, listen, everybody, y'all are just being fucking ridiculous. Anyway, before I get too too hyped on talking trash on organizations, um, <laughs> next <laughs> we all need uh, to get along. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Overall, do you need to get along for the greater good? Um, yes. PTAs being what you are, clinic director or uh-huh. your owners. I know we did talk to uh, Kimberly. I'm going to mess this up and it's going to make me up. Nart, Nart Graf. Nart. Mm-hmm. I apologize, Kim, if you're listening and I mispronounced that. Um, Kim, you should get on his Twitter sphere <laughs> and berate him ruthlessly. Please do. Um haven't been put in my place in a while, so that's probably why I'm getting a little con- confident, cocky. Um, yes. Yeah, so when I was in California, it turns out that PTAs can't be clinic directors in uh, at least sniffs. Um, I didn't see anything specifically about outpatient, but I'm going to assume outpatient is the same way. But PTAs can't be clinic directors in a clinic that they um, also treat patients at for whatever reason. I think it was like they don't want. PTAs to be supervisors of the PTs that are supposed to be supervising them and um, they couldn't like decide rug levels and discuss patient status at meetings or something. A bunch of ridiculous reasons. Semantics. Semantics, yeah. Yeah. A bunch of semantics kind of things on there. Um, But yeah, uh, thoughts, feelings on, because I'm sure there's other states that that kind of have those same restrictions. I just graduated from my company's leadership development program. So that was just past Tuesday and Wednesday was the last meeting. It's been like a six month long process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that, I gave a speech on the last day. We all had to give our presentations. And so we talked mm-hmm. about, I, I talked about, you know, continuing to develop your leadership. And I, I threw this into my presentation to kind of subliminally throw it in there as just to get them thinking. But, you know, to say it is a clinic director is a business oriented managerial position. In my opinion, it is important to be able to mentor 
those that are working with you and be able to provide them guidance and help them with patient care. Um, and I can see the argument you may want to make with saying that, you know, a PTA should not be advising a PT. Uh, but at the same time, you can find tons of PTs that will say that their, their treatment ability drastically improved with the mentorship from a seasoned PTA that was with them. Um, and with that, the, the, the tried and true issue is uh, clinic director is a managerial position. You're there to run a business. Um, I, I've talked with tons of PTs and PTAs and having been through PTA school myself, I can tell you that they, did, they do not spend a, a lot of time going through the, the models of how to run a business. There's, there's no subject on business management in PT or PTA school. Um, some schools have a final project where you have to like open your own clinic and run it. And that's about it. It's very, it's, it's very minuscule in terms of what that'll teach you. So a lot of PTAs uh, out there are PTAs where this is a second career for them. Like I, I told you before, yeah. I used, you know, I grew up in business. Like I think to this day, I think my, my dad, who is just like a super mentor to me, he has like eight or nine different businesses, um, successful ones. Uh, he understands that stuff. And when you grow up in that, like you definitely learn a lot. Um, I have in the speech, I talked about how, you know, I have done this. I, I told him like I've led people overseas uh, in a war zone. There's a point in time where I'll, in our area of an entire country, like I was the one sitting at the desk, like managing all these different operations that were going on all at the same time. Like, so to say that because I don't have a doctorate's degree has any reflection on my ability to lead and manage is asinine at best. I mean, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm not there to tell a PT how to do their job. And the PT yeah, that, right. I work with in uh, my clinic. I mean, we had, she is fantastic. We have a fantastic level of respect for each other. And that was, you know, that was a long, hard talk we had in the beginning. I was, you know, it was the, you know, I'm there to provide guidance, but mostly I'm there just business-wise to make sure that we're profitable and make sure people are happy, like, and to take care of you and make sure that you're getting the development that you need. Um, and with that, like, I'm not, if you want my advice, I'll give it to you. If you had, need help with things, I'm there for you. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you what to put on your plan of care. And I'm not going to tell you how to do your plan of care. Uh, I will give you pointers. I will give you advice, but that is not my realm. I, I'm not going to step on your toes and tell you how to design your plan of care. Um, and with that, you know, if you want, Clinically, if you want me to do a certain thing or treat a patient a certain way, I'll be sure to do that. Just, you know, have that, that mutual sense of respect of when it comes to the managerial aspect of, and the business model aspect, like if I'm giving you guidance on, Hey, we need to manage this, this, that, and make sure we have those sit downs. And we talk about, you know, managing your caseload, ensuring that people aren't getting stuck on the caseload too long and that your people aren't dropping off your schedule. Like, respect that you know i'm going to bring those things up everything's been pretty copacetic for the most part and 
at the end of the day, if you don't have that level of like mutual respect, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter who's in charge. Like you're not going to, things aren't going to get done. So it doesn't matter what the title is. And again, like don't discredit the experiences of people prior to getting into that position. Um, I had that talk when I was chatting with, you know, one of the the big guys at work. We were talking about me stepping into that role and he was saying, Oh, you can't do evals. And I was like, you know, I, I was like, yeah, I was like, but you're not paying me to do evals. You're not asking me to do evals. My job is to manage a clinic and I have far more experience in managing people and far more training and leadership techniques and strategies and abilities than any, any PT you have in this company that's got, you know, one or two years out of school. Like, and that's not that I'm tooting my horn. It's just, I'm saying, you know, a lot of the PTs that I've met are very, very bright, very intelligent, very driven people. And a lot of them are, you know, graduate high school, went to college, graduated college, went straight into PT school. Like, they're, they're still this, I mean, they're working their first job sometimes. And, and of course there's outliers and this doesn't have to do with everybody, but to choose somebody that hasn't had to manage or lead over someone who has led others simply because of the, the degree that you have is, is doing a disservice to everybody involved in the party. Um, as a PTA, I don't, I don't get a say in what the powers that be decide that my, my degree is like, mm-hmm. I didn't get to vote on whether or not my degree is an associates or a bachelor's, um, or a master's or a doctor. Like, I don't get that say, like, I, I'm just working with the cards that were dealt to me. So to hold that against me or any other PTA that wants to, you know, be a leader and to discourage them from leading is uh i mean it's i don't want to say it's unfair because a fair is where you go to get funnel cakes okay but it's it's definitely well i don't know it does a disservice to all those involved that are involved in taking care of the patients yeah i hope that uh, wasn't too rambly no 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 not at all it's perfect um just trying to formulate my thoughts on that. Um, yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head uh, for a lot of that, at least for me, what I think, yeah. Um, I don't think, you know, running a business has, because, I mean, as a PTA, if I go open up a you know, pizza joint, nobody's wondering what my credentials are there, you know. Uh, same thing, and I, I don't know if this it relates at all, but even if you look at uh, hospitals, you know, you have the somebody running a hospital that's not an MD that has, you know, their master, their MBA, and their their master's in health administration. You know, that's not a healthcare provider at all, and yet they're making healthcare provider decisions. You know, they're meeting with the board and they're doing those kinds of things. Um, that is a very strong argument to make, sir. Okay, sweet. I'm glad it made sense. That was um, good. That was good. Solid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, yeah, I'm gonna use that later on. Anyways, um. But yeah, that's kind of, um, you know, the point there, you know, how are you going to, and this is more at a, a legislative uh, level, um, you know, I'd hope there's no, I'm sure there are, but, you know, I hope there aren't any uh, clinics out there that are saying, oh, you're a PTA, sorry, you can't be clinic director here because you're a PTA. Like, 
you know, if you have somebody that told you that, use that argument that Cody put his approval stamp on. You know, there's people out there that aren't healthcare providers that are running hospitals. Um, there are people out there that aren't healthcare providers running insurance companies. Anyways. Um, yeah, take that, naysayers. <laughs> and you'll, you'll naysayment. Naysayment. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's one of my one of my many passions. You know, I, I, I think the PTAs are overall in the U.S. underutilized, under... I was trying to think about this word earlier, and I, I don't know what word it is. Under, under thought, under... Underappreciated. Yeah, there it is. Underappreciated for their for their knowledge, their clinical knowledge and expertise, and, and their business knowledge and expertise. Because you don't have to have a doctorate to to be a a business manager. And I would argue that you know that doesn't make you a better business manager. It makes you a great PT. It doesn't make you a good business manager. Yeah. Um, it's definitely important to spend some time learning. Uh, how to treat before you then step away from that into the distractions yeah. of yeah. how to run a clinic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've definitely had that talk with some newer grad PTs where it's like, Hey man, you know, it's cool. Just take some time. Like take some time to learn some stuff, you know, like, yeah, it'll be all right. Like figure out how to treat and how you want to treat and how you want to handle things and, you know, gain that experience before you go searching for a new experience. Because if you spread yourself too thin, like you spread jelly too thin, your PBJ is going to be bad. It's going to be mostly peanut butter. There you go. There's a there's an analogy for you that you can take to the bank. Um, Follow-up to that, actually. Um, so it seems like you've had a pretty um, fluid uh, transition uh, being a clinic director and, and hiring and working with a PT. Um do you have any insight into into that? Like, did it was the person that the PT that you hired was she already working for the company, or was it a, an outside hire? And like, what kind of uh, ask Kim this as well? What kind of uh, barriers do you do you foresee, or what kind of red flags might you see if you're if you are a PTA, you know, working as a clinic director, hiring a PT? What kind of things do you look for, or ask when you're hiring a PT to make sure that that's going to be a good, you know, fit, and that they're not going to discount your business decisions because you're Clinically, they're your supervisor. Yeah. So the important thing to me, well, first off, to get to this position, I'll say I didn't wait for opportunity. I went knocking. Like okay. I I was I was going to my, my boss and my boss's boss, like to their face and saying, I want to go to clinic director training. Like I want the training. Like I want to be a clinic director. And they're like, Oh, okay. You know, that's, that's cool. Like, yeah, we'll look at that. And I'm like, no, when is the next class? Like, tell me. <laughs> Do it now. And, yeah, now. And uh and so I got the smile. I got I was I was pushy about it. I got it. And they're both fantastic. Again, Destiny is is uh my direct boss right now. Um mm, both that. at work and when <laughs> when teaching. But uh when teaching more so uh we're we're that's the word I'm thinking of colleagues. Um, we, she tells me what to do in terms of teaching and I tell her what to do in cases of socially appropriateness. Uh, <laughs> and that is a joke that I say to everybody. So destiny, if you hear me say that, ha, huh. uh, but <laughs> no, you, you, 
I went out looking. I didn't wait for opportunity. I went, I went looking for it. And I, I expressed like, this is what I want to do. This is my drive. This is, this is who I am. I'm type A. I am, I'm good at following, but better at leading. Like, let me, let me, so, <laughs> let me, I got to, I'm peacock boss. You got to let me fly. Like, that's what it was. <laughs> and same thing with uh, getting into the leadership development program. Like that, I didn't even ask for permission, really. It uh, They sent out a company-wide email to all clinicians that said, hey, the next LDP cohort is up. And I applied. And then I told, <laughs> I take it back. I, I told them I wanted to apply. And I had to get permission to apply only because I would be out of the clinic periodically for meetings. And they let me apply because there was no guarantee that I'd get in. And I applied and got in. And that was an extreme blessing. Uh, had I had I went with my gut instinct of I'm probably not going to get into this, being a PTA uh, and not having as much uh, time and uh, not even a clinic director. Like this is something that area directors take. And at the time, I wasn't even a clinic director, but they let me in, and it was. A fantastic process. And I would say the important thing. So with the, to answer your initial question, I got long-winded. The initial question is how do I go about the hiring process? It's, I look at how much time do I have to pour into that person? So I lucked out in the sense of the girl that's up there with me now, when she was a student with us, we asked her what her goal was for, you know, her career. And she said, one of her goals is she wanted to open a clinic in Tacoa because that's where her family's from. And it's like, well, guess what? That's what we're doing. How about that? So I was able to invest a lot of time in working together with her, uh, both as a student and as a clinician, uh, you know, f- you know, figuring out how each other thinks and how they tick and, you know, how to better communicate with each other. So we'd have a very good working relationship. And of course, like, you know, we'll butt heads. That's fine. Um, and I don't care about button heads. I'll butt heads with anybody. Um, prefer- preferably I don't want to, but you know, it, it's just a, the nature of the beast, but mm-hmm. it's important to find someone and, you know, lay out for them. Like, you know, how do you feel about reporting to a PTA as your manager? You know, then if they, if they have an issue with it, fine. Um, if they don't, you know, cool. But uh, it takes – it doesn't matter what your title is. If the that person hasn't bought into you, if they don't trust you, um, that you have their best interests at heart, it doesn't matter if you're a PT, PTA, or the Dalai Lama. Like they're not going to – they're not going to fall in and listen to you and work with you. And you're not going to have that good family environment that everybody strives to have. And so I think the important thing in the eval or not the eval, the, the interview is <laughs> evaluating that new potential employee. Hey, is, you can't do that. Excuse me. I'm assessing, I'm assessing that potential employee. As be upfront, just tell them, you know, here's, here's the gist. Like, but this, you're going to be, I'll be your supervisor, but we're a family here. Like I don't, I, it's not going to be, I, I'm telling you up front. I'm not going to tell you how to treat 
Uh, if you want to work on techniques, if there's something I'm good at that you want to be good at, I will work with you on it and make you better than me. Um, you know, but plan of care, that's your bread and butter. That's your, that's your yeah. baby. And I ain't going, I ain't going to spank your child. Like that's you. As <laughs> I, you deal with it. Um, you give it to me, I'm going to give it sugar and send it back home to you. But, uh, <laughs> being upfront, having that mutual respect, if, if they know that you're not going to try and tell them how to treat, I've heard horror stories. I, I've, I work with uh, a great PT who has had to work for a PTA and it was a scary experience for her. She hated it. Uh, but that respect wasn't there. It was, you know, there was a PTA telling a PT how to treat and what to put in their plan of care. And that's don't tell me how to do my job and I won't tell you how to do yours. And yeah. if you can, if you can manage that as a PTA, you can, you can lead anybody. It's all right. I hope I answered your question. I just kind of yeah. rambled. No, that's perfect. Yeah. No, I chit chat. Ask, ask the question and then we'll let you go. Um, <laughs> perfect. Um, actually, kind of a follow up to that. So you mentioned, you know, you asked them if they're comfortable with uh, working as a PTA, as their clinic director. Um, so if they say no to that, is that kind of like an immediate. Um, okay, well, you know, maybe this isn't the place for you, or is that something where it's worth digging in deeper? You know, why don't you feel, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming the answer is dig deeper, but um, like, what do you do if you're going to dig deeper into that, into that question as to why they don't feel comfortable working with the PTA as their uh, My first question is why? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, it's, it's listening. And, you know, if you're a jam up therapist and, you just don't feel groovy about working for me. I mean, cool. Like there's plenty of places. To, I'll call, If I think you're great, I'll call around. I'll find a spot for you. But like, this person's great. They just don't feel comfortable working for me. And maybe you can get them, you know, in one of the other, you know, if you have other clinics that, at your disposal that you can kind of have them in, you can go put them there and you, you can spend some time like letting them work you know, work and get comfortable and you can spend some time chatting with them. And, you know, there may come a day that they understand that you're, you're not a complete and total asshole. They, they, they may feel that you may change your tune. Like who knows? Like just cause they don't want to work for you. That's fine. Like how many times did you, how many times as a kid you tell your parents, like, why do you hate me so much? And I, I wish you were my parent. Like it happens. That doesn't mean your best interest isn't at heart. So I know it's just cause you don't want to work for me. I I don't know you from Adam's house. Ken, you don't know me. Like I'm not going to take it personally. Like if yeah. the, the day I start taking things personally is the day that I shouldn't be a, a, a leader. Like it's, it's, there's business and that's got to handle it. And as long as the forefront of your business model is, you know, care for and take care of those that report to you, like everything else will fall into place. Because I can, I can think that I'm a jam-up leader all I want to, and I can have all the experience and all the class I want to. But if if those that work for me revolt and they don't respect me, my numbers is going to look awful, and it's going to be my fault. So chat with them. Figure out why. And if it's something y'all can work through, cool. If it's not and they're great, you know, start letting them know that you just care and find them somewhere that they can work. Love it. Perfect.